right. So here today on The Basement, this is a fun one. I have a reoccurring guest here on the show, and I got a new guy who I've been trying to get on the show for a while. And I thought, eh, I need to make something fun for the Halloween season. Since we're just talking horror movies on the show nonstop. And since I executive produced a horror film that is directed by one of the guests and who also is a producer on it as well. Actually, both you guys are producers on it. Uh, Connor Holden of Horny Teenagers Must Die and Dave Zagorski. Dave, welcome back to the basement. Connor, welcome to the basement. Hi. So hey, thanks. Oh, oh. Oh, oh, right. oh. We got to get in sync here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Dave, as some of you know, I record on Zoom. Dave doesn't have any video, so it's like just weird looking at a uh, camera with a dash mark through it. But I see and hear you, Dave. Or I, I hear you, Dave. Dude, I'm trying so far. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> this is really frustrating for me because, uh, you know, I did my hair for this and everything. Yeah, no, I feel you. Um, I didn't, but uh, cool. So I gave us, all three of us, some homework to do leading up to this episode. And I wanted to do this episode for, I think, like a, a year since last year, and it didn't pan out. Uh, I wanted to literally sit down and pretend the three of us are programming a like all night horror movie marathon. Uh, so basically the vibe of this show is the three of us are 12, 13 years old or something. Dave, that was probably what, 1975 for you? Uh, eat me. Um, <laughs> let me see. Uh, what, how old? 12, 13? Um, it would have been 80, uh, 86, 87 for me. Yeah. We're going to cut that part out. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So basically what we're going to do here is we're planning a horror all night fest. Uh, we're we're pretending to, and we're just going to kind of name off our films that we would watch on a marathon kind of one by one here, do a few minutes a piece. We each had to pick five films. Uh, one to air at the 8 p.m. time interval, one that had to air at 10 p.m., the midnight showing, a 2 a.m. film, which is, can get kind of interesting, at least from my perspective, uh, and a 4 a.m. Uh, film to watch as the sun is coming up. So um, I don't know. I don't know. What, what, do you guys have any opening remarks on this matter? No? Um, it's been a long time since I've stayed up all night. So, uh, you know, but that's not anything to do with anything. So. Thanks, Dave. Um, Connor, you, do you have any opening remarks? Well, actually, yeah, yeah I actually um, made a list and um, tried to keep uh, track of the time of like, you know, how long each movie would take and how awake I actually would be because I myself am not a night person. I'm more of a, you know, morning so i'm yeah i crash early so it's been a it's been a while myself since i've done that all right all right understandable understandable i i don't think i've stayed up past 10 o'clock since uh actually not how old, how old is the kid now she's seven months now oh, so, okay. yeah um, yeah yeah so but i'm still kind of the night owl like i stay up till like midnight still like my wife's the one who works comes home goes to bed and, like she'll be asleep by like 9 30 uh yeah so i'm still kind of a night out and if you can catch me on a good night i mean i'm drinking a, a coffee pumpkin coffee beer right now 
So there's a chance <laughs> after we're recording this, I'm going to like do a double feature or something. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, but let's get rocking and rolling um, with the horror all nighter. And we're going to start with our 8 p.m. films. Uh, which, uh, you know what? I'm Connor. Since Connor, it's your first time on the show. Dave's it's his third time. He keeps begging to come back. Um, so, Connor, why don't you go first with your 8 p.m. film and why you picked it and everything? Oh, well, <clears throat> the first film I chose from my marathon is um, one that is almost uh, similar to Dave's project coming soon. Uh, my first choice is Cabin Fever. Ooh. I just watched that the other day, dude. And you want to know what the crazy thing is, is Dave, I was going to text you. I was just like, hey, um, you're a big Cabin Fever fan, right? Because I'm getting serious HTMD vibes. I, I, I do. Uh, I actually did uh, really enjoy that movie. That first, first time I saw it, I saw it in the theaters and uh, I left there saying, what the fuck did I just watch? Uh, we can swear on the show, right? Tyler? Yes, you can. Okay. Um, I don't, yeah, because I don't need you uh, beeping me every, you know, two seconds. Um, so yeah, I, I think uh, it was a really great movie. Um, uh, as far as Eli Roth, I think it's probably his best movie. Connor, sorry, we took the floor from you. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. We're all laying on the floor. We're, we're together. We're good. Yeah, we're all just laying in the, the basement of Tyler's, you know? Anyway, no, yeah, absolutely. It, it's, it was just like a movie. I didn't know what I was going to get when I first... I thought it was going to be, it, it, you know, like really, really scary. And the thing is, is as it's funny, it's, it's, it was one of the goriest things I had seen as a kid. And the just the whole, like... Uh, theme in it of um having that one character who is just like really like comical you know the backwards hat it says you know f you f you yeah <laughs> you know i love that james Avella i love that actor so much and just like that kind of like style movies like i always was really attracted to so um yeah so um i, I think that's a great one to start with with my marathon because it's just it's still i think it's on the light still on the lighter side of what other movies are to come but um, as far as like, yeah, yeah, the skin being torn off, like the it, it gets really intense, and I really enjoy it. Who's and that's he? where I will end. Okay. Of course. Um, I just have a few things I wanted to bring up about Cabin Fever. Uh, that is a phenomenal cast too. I must add. Uh, what's her name? Serena. Is that her? Serena pronounce? Vincent. Yeah. Um, who's also in what is it? The um, not another teen movie. Another teen movie. And she's also a Power Ranger, too, I think. No, not her. Yes, she is. Is she? She's a fucking... Dude, not like an original Power Ranger, but she's she's in there. That, yeah, Cabin Fever is a lot of fun. I was just like... I I hadn't seen it in like 20 years, and I was looking at Letterboxd reviews, and I want to say like a lot of people's biggest critique of it is like how out of like... How it just becomes like a comedy in the last 10 minutes. I don't know Um, if you... It gets a little bit out there. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of uh, it kind of fades in and out, in and out. But I think um, when when it gets to the very end, I think the whole idea, you know, when he comes out and he's like, "I made it, I made it," and then just shut up a bunch. And I think that was the movie itself being like, yeah. okay, you know, like, 
I made it to the end. It's almost, and it kind of just wanted to be straight up joke, but where I think that's why I, I, I like, yeah, I love the movies with the whole self-awareness, but I think even still from a, from just the effects and the acting, I still think horror wise, I think they really bring out a lot in that too. Yeah. It was, it's definitely a launching pad for Eli Roth. I, I really enjoy it. I think it's a lot of fun. There's, I think I think that's a good pick for an 8 p.m. because you kind of want to get your audience. Um, you don't want to give them too too much of a curveball. Uh, you want to kind of kick them off, make them comfortable, and also give them something kind of that gets them in the mood for watching some horror movies all night. Or if it's just you, I don't know. I, I'm I'm thinking for some reason like uh, you you're programming like an all nighter at a movie theater for some reason. But yes, all right. So that's. Uh, Connor's 8 p.m. Cabin Fever. Good fucking pick, dude. Um, Dave, you have the floor. Right. What is your 8 p.m.? So I kind of went traditional as far as the Halloween movies. Not Michael Myers Halloween, but like Halloween themed. Mm-hmm. So for 8 o'clock, I'm going to start off with Trick or Treat. Solid fucking pick, my friend. Thank you. And it's finally getting a theatrical release this October. It is? This, this Halloween. It's going to be in uh, theaters. Not that I want to be at the movies on Halloween, but it's the first time it's been in theaters. Okay. Uh, why'd you pick it? Um, well, again, it. Uh, um, I was going the traditional route with Halloween movies. And uh, it's kind of, it's kind of a... A fun one to sort of, uh, you know, get it's like an appetizer, you know, to try and get you into the the, the Halloween mood. That's it. That's true. That's a, it's like a it's like fucking mozzarella sticks before you uh, before you have chicken tenders. Right. Exactly. Uh, tell me about why you why you're into it. Why do you dig it? Um. The I mean, it's a great anthology for one thing um the werewolf uh segment is one of the coolest werewolf segments i think um anna paquin and the uh other girls ripping off their skin um and becoming werewolves is just really cool and uh, i like how it all kind of you know it's an anthology but each segment kind of uh intertwines with the other one yeah. And uh, it's just really a, a fun flick. Yeah, it all um, the that's a hell of a twist in the werewolf segment. Yeah, uh, thinking that it's going one way and it actually doesn't. Uh, what is I, all right? I forget this, but what is the what's the name of the little guy again? Doesn't that? The, oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, um, I've got him right here. <laughs> <laughs> Sam. His name's Sam. His name is Sam. Yeah. Oh, he's one of the kids that. Um... No, he's he's just like he's just like a, a Halloween dude. Oh, I thought it like his whole story became because he was one of the dudes who uh, one of the kids in the school bus. That story. No, no, he's like the. All right, Dave, don't get fucking defensive. <laughs> like... <laughs> no, Mary, you're right. <laughs> He's like the spirit of Halloween or something, you know. Because oh. there's the rules of Halloween that you got to follow and. If you don't follow him, then he makes you pay. Yeah. All right. No. All right. Cool. No. It's good. Solid pick. That's a good. That. That is. I wish. I wish we like. I wish we kind of thought about that at the top of the show. Like the eight p.m. is the appetizer. Like this is what gets you ready for your. Uh, 
for your bender of horror films all night. Uh, you, can't, you can't just randomly choose these things, man. There's got to be a, a point to them all, you know? Well, um, I randomly chose my APM. So, <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, my APM, I actually... All right. You good on Trick or Treat? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. I think, I think it's a fucking awesome show or movie. Uh, fucking cool. There's a cool backstory uh, about that movie, but and then I'll get into mine. Um, remember how that movie was like getting trailers in like 07 and then it never hit the theaters? Yeah. I guess um, the director that Michael Dougherty was like the studio just like handed him prints of his movies and they were like, good luck. And they sent and he like toured the country by himself. Um, fucking like showing them at like theaters and just just like wherever he could screen the film because they wouldn't give it a theatrical release so he was on his own and it that's kind of one how it kind of got that cult following from i don't know what i've heard uh anyway that's it for my story um so my 8 p.m is a movie i've seen countless times and i know you said you didn't want to like you didn't, Dave, you didn't want to start with a, you know, Halloween being like the franchise with, with Michael Myers, but I am, and I'm not starting with the original one. I'm starting with a sequel. Oh. Can you guys guess what sequel? Uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Nope. Connor? I, I want to say, I, I, I'm almost feeling like you like one of the new ones. Do you? Is it I, I actually know which one he's going for. But which I'm, one is it? Season of the Witch. No. Oh. Close. And by the way, you can't see him because my camera's not working, but Johnny just appeared here as well. Hi, Johnny. Hi. Johnny. <laughs> so my, my camera's not working on Zoom. So. All right. I think it's an audio podcast. So we'll... Okay. Anyway, um, all right. <laughs> you fucking threw me off. <laughs> um, Halloween sequel of your choice. So the Halloween sequel of my choice to start off my all nighter is none other than the polarizing. But I've noticed there's been a renaissance of it on the internet over the past few years of people enjoying it. Halloween Four: The Return of Michael Myers. Okay. Any, that, any, one's on, that one's on AMC all the time. It is on AMC, I think, every day in October. Yeah. And pretty. it's been on Shudder since it launched. Um, anybody not seen Halloween 4 here? I actually have not seen that one. Oh, my God. Dude. Connor's a young one. I mean, Connor, have you seen the original Halloween? I'll be honest with you. Here's the thing. The first Halloween I saw was the Rob Zombie one because I actually I was on and I just started going. I thought it was the original one and uh, I just finished it. I, I really liked it. So when I went to watch the original, I I was like, I just kind of was seeing a low budget or version. And I just couldn't uh, enjoy it the same way. I, I really like the Rob Zombie one. Dave, what do you have to say about that? Um, yeah. You know, he's from that generation, um, so it's, it's understandable. <laughs> no, 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 no. So I think I think the Rob Zombie, I think the Rob Zombie ones are fine, honestly. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem with them. No, like his first one is pretty much just his take on that storyline. He stretched it out to two hours rather than ninety minutes. Yeah, and, I mean, a lot of people have an issue because he kind of explains why Michael Myers 
was the way he was, whereas John Carpenter preferred to have no explanation. It's scarier when there's no reason for it. Um, but I mean, I dig it. I, I'm I'm fine with it. No, I, I dig it. Uh, anyway, I didn't pick Rob Zombie's Halloween, so we're getting, <laughs> we're getting sidetracked. Um, so this this uh, this pick. So I have two franchise slashers, but they're sequels on my list. Um, and the reason why I'm kicking this off with H4 is what we'll call it. Nobody calls it H4. I've never heard anybody call it H4. Uh, Return of Michael Myers actually was what got me into the franchise. I saw this before I watched the original Halloween. Um, and it, it was, I don't know, it was like my introduction into Michael Myers. And honestly, the mask people like to make fun of in this one. Uh, I think it's kind of a little wonky, but it's personally, it's okay. Um, this was the, this was, um, this movie comes out 1988, the year I'm born. This looks like 1988. I feel like this movie is such a time capsule of the late eighties. Uh, this movie also has that kind of atmosphere of the fall. I mean, those opening credit shots, people like drool over them because they just like really capture the tone of a slasher film that takes place in October. But the thing is, is like, this is like far from a John Carpenter movie. And yet it still kind of works despite some continuity errors, despite the fact that for one scene in the movie, Michael Myers has white hair and nobody's been ever to, nobody has ever been able to explain that. I think like it was just the eighties and the crew was coked out of their mind. Like people like to say, and they just forgot. Uh, But I just think this is a solid kickoff to a marathon with a slasher that with a built-in IP that people already know, but they don't, you don't really want to watch the original to kick off a marathon. Uh, But I feel like you throw in sequels, people can kind of start to have fun and warm up. There's some cool death scenes in it. Uh, one of my favorite death scenes in the movie is um, the character Brady, played by Sasha Jensen, who was in Days and Confused. If you guys, he was the dude in the overalls, if anybody remembers that. No? Yes? I love that movie. Okay, anyway. <laughs> well, he's in, um, he's in Halloween 4, and when he's like, his death scene is like Michael Myers is lifting him up by like his neck. And the thing that cracks me up every time is this guy's like getting his head crushed. And while he's dying, he takes time out of dying to like spit blood out, like just like hockaloogie. And it it just cracks me up every goddamn time. I don't know why. Uh, This movie has like a lot of like parts that don't work, parts that do work. It's like, I think it's just a fun popcorn film, um, a fun kind of kickoff to like a new set of films in the franchise that some people like, some people don't. And it plays it safe. And I think it's one of the things that, you know, I, I feel, I feel like it's good, you know, in a franchise to try new things. I know there's a lot of polarization of Halloween ends that just came out. I'm not going to go into that, but Halloween four plays it really safe, but it's still really, really fun. And I think it's a good way to kick off a marathon. That's all I'm saying. It's kind of like starting a Star Wars movie with episode four, you know? <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a valid point, dude. Like, why would you start it with episode one? That's boring, man. Fuck that. Right. <laughs> um, no, that's a valid point. Thank you, Dave. Um, um, 
<laughs> so let's jump let's jump into our let's jump let's jump into our um i feel like i could go on with halloween four for like another 20 minutes but i'm not it's not quick, the quick question on the hall since we're talking about halloween have you seen the new one yes i have did you like it you've not listened to last friday's episode dave i have not oh. had a chance i've been busy what i've been busy yeah i know so but um all right so i i i so all right, fine. We'll do this right now, I guess. Yes, that's all I needed. Halloween, and I don't know if I like it or not, because the thing is, dude, is when that movie started and as it's kind of going along with that that plot that everybody's seems to hate, I was I got invested in it. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of sitting through there. I'm like, OK, this is cool. But then like 45 minutes pass. I'm just like, wait a minute. Wait, this is a Halloween movie, right? <laughs> And then, like, I, oh, Dave. No, I'm still here. I'm oh, just, damn it. It's, it's switched on. My shit. I'm messing around with my stuff here. Sorry. But anyway, like, I, I don't know if I liked it or not. Because, like, I liked what they were doing. But I, part of me thinks it didn't stick the landing. That's all I'll say. That's uh, fair. All right. Let's, let's jump into our 10 o'clock time window. Uh, our next picks, 10 p.m. What are we watching, Connor? All right. Um, again, you'll, you kind of see a theme in my movies. Um, as you guys know, I'm, I'm kind of, a, I'm a little silly. Um, the next pick is, um, Tusk. Oh, yeah. I know you're a Kevin Smith guy, dude. So I appreciate this. Thank you. I know you're a Kevin Smith guy. I know. <laughs> and I know all, I know all of us kind of are, and especially, uh, that movie for me, um, when I first saw it, I actually had never seen Silence of the Lambs. I had never seen Human Centipede, really. I never really watched those kind of abduction movies yet where someone's, you know, their skins get. So this is my first one, a guy getting kidnapped and turned into a walrus. And it was just so disturbing. He's in like this skin suit. This suit. It's a walrus, but it's made of human skin. You see all these pieces and he can't talk like his tongue is gone. He can only scream. He's crying. and and just like from an act, like from an actor standpoint, like Justin Long said, that was like one of his favorite roles he ever done, and it was just one of his favorite gigs. Like just as, and I, I can, I don't know why it looks like terrifying. It looks like it was horrible, but you know that that's the thing. It's a very, it's it's kind of funny, but it's a very uncomfortable movie, and it just made my skin crawl when I first saw it. And I think it's a very polarizing one, which Kevin Smith movies can usually be either love or hate him and i really like that one because it was his first time trying something different um you know all, all because it was a podcast story joke you know they were like yeah let's make this into I, a movie. I didn't know that i learned that on this show someone came on and was like you know that was a podcast that's how that started and i was like wow continue sorry yeah no yeah th- really that's and that's like Oh, and that movie, yeah, the movie itself, like podcasting is a really big thing in it, you know, and uh, it was, yeah, it still is a movie I like to turn on every now now and then. I like to watch with someone because it's one of those ones, if this person, if you have a friend with you and they're watching this marathon with you, I think it's one of those fun ones to say, wait, you've never seen this? Like, I want to watch your reaction to it. So when you watch it, when it gets to the part when he's like finally turned and they're like oh my god and it's you get to kind of relive the trauma again and then they end up telling you they shared it with someone else and it, it's great and yeah that's that's that was my pick 
why 10 o'clock for this for this time window for this because at this point yeah when you're done watching tusk you're not going to sleep <laughs> yeah no that's pretty true man so i've <laughs> I want to say I've only seen Tusk like three times and I, I have it on DVD somewhere behind me right here. Actually, there it is right there. Um, and I, I, this was a blind buy on when it, when it dropped on DVD, I didn't see it in theaters. And I remember, I remember going like, huh, Kevin Smith made a horror film. I was like, ah, but then like a lot of people hate, like it bombed when it came out, supposedly yeah. people just were like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, I don't care. I love Kevin Smith. I'll watch anything he puts out at least once. And I bought the D blind, bought the DVD, popped it in that day. And there is a turning point and I forget where it is in that movie, but well, I don't forget where it is. I don't remember shit. I don't know. Um, but I just remember the first time I watched it, there was a turning point where I was like, Oh, this isn't going to be a happy ending or like there isn't he, or like he isn't going to get away at all or even if he does and there's like some sort of backhand and before the credits roll kind of scare at least he got away kind of thing no like there's so much dread the last 20 30 minutes of that movie that i think the ending was kind of the only ending that would have been satisfying true no that that's true but like I was so blind going in i was just like he's going to turn him into a walrus but i was just like once there's that shot of just that first shot of Justin Long as a walrus, I was just kind of like, holy fucking shit. But I don't know. My, I just was kind of like, there's no way Kevin Smith is going to like ride that out. And he did. And I commend him for it. But at the time I was like, oh my fucking God, this is not going to be a good ending at all. Gave me shivers, keeps me up at night. Uh, yeah. I don't know what else. You know but how that, that started right how the, how he came up with the idea for that yeah was on like, was on his podcast yeah. and they were like joking about we weird just things. talked about that <laughs> oh sorry i wasn't paying attention i guess just giving you a hard time man sorry <laughs> um did you guys hear about tusk 2 i've heard yeah i've heard like some rumors about it yeah well i heard um and this is from uh yeah it's what kevin um i listened to kevin smith's podcast sometimes and he, so his plan for it is to call it tusks, you know, pluralized kind of like aliens. Yeah. And this time, Justin Long is somehow, um, he it, this ha he's gonna somehow reconstruct himself a little bit, at, but he's gonna kidnap someone and he's gonna make turn them into a walrus because now he's crazy. Interesting. All right, I'm down. I don't buy it. <laughs> Maybe Kevin Smith doesn't listen, or maybe he does. I don't know. But because um, Dave's talking shit over there, uh, I like to give you a hard. I like to give you a hard time when you're on the show, Dave. I'm sorry. That's all right. You know, it's the story of my life, really. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so Dave, you're up next. What's all right, clock, bro. So uh, moving on through the uh, the courses here. Uh, we've had the appetizer of trick-or-treat. Now we go on to the salad course, uh, which for me would be Hellfest. Okay. I've seen it once. I've okay. seen it once. Um, I actually hated it upon seeing it in theaters. Um, and then I got it on Black Friday for like six bucks. 
And even Johnny was like, I thought you hated that movie. Wasn't it on your worst movies list? And I'm like, yeah, okay. But I watched it again, and I actually kind of have a new appreciation for it. Um, you know, it, it's kind of your average slasher movie, but there's some cool stuff in it. Um, but uh, the, the ending is sort of uh, not really earned. Um, but, uh, I, you know, the rest of the movie I, I really dug as a, you know, standard slasher i remember that movie i saw it on showtime when i had a friend's login uh i don't have it anymore but um i saw it in there and i remember i remember that movie just lagging the first 20 minutes and just going come on like get to where you tyler i shut up i know i write screenplays too <laughs> but like I remember 20 30 minutes I'm like get to where you're fucking going and I remember once it got there like the kills were fun. I, I don't I don't know if that's what you recall. Like what were your favorite kills on it? I knew you were going to ask me that. Yeah, cuz you're a horror director, dude. I want to fucking pick your right, brain. But I oh man, you know, I didn't watch the movies before. I didn't refresh my memory. Um <laughs> But I just remember thinking that the 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 Hellfest itself is kind of cool and actually kind of reminded me a little bit of um, Spooky World. I don't know if you've ever been there. Um, well, you're down in Florida, so it it's used to be in uh, Central Mass, but now it's out like uh, the the out there the eastern part. But you know, it's like a theme park and. Uh, I remember it. I remember it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, th- that seemed like a pretty cool idea that um, I thought, you know, I liked. So, but um, as far as the kills go, um, I honestly, I can't remember any one that stands out for me. Um, but I, like I said, I just remember it being kind of your average slasher, but it's still fun, um, you know, for a Halloween marathon. All right. Like that killer's got a dope mask too, from what I remember. Yeah. 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 I agree. <laughs> uh, I wish you had your camera on. Um, cool. All right. <laughs> Let me move on now to my 10 p.m. And so no offense to you, Dave. I know you went with another slasher. Uh, even though trick-or-treat isn't really a slasher, it doesn't feel like it. But I'm going, but Connor, you kind of went with a little more of like sophisticated horror. Like Tusk is an A24 film. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, yeah. I kind of thought I wanted to go with a little more sophistication around the 10 p.m. hour, be, but like still like intriguing and interesting and like the plot moves forward and you're able to get really invested in it. And I decided to go with my 10 p.m none other than the 1978 version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Uh, So this obviously is a film that is a iconic uh, gif that people use on social media of Donald Sutherland at the last shot of the movie where he's uh, pointing and making a a absolute uh, baffling face. And if you haven't seen the movie, you maybe don't understand the context of that, but well, now I do. Now you do? I've always wondered what that gift was from. Oh, dude. So you don't know the ending of that movie? Oh, I guess not. No. Oh, I can't 
fucking tell you now <laughs> you have to go see it uh dave you know what that is right i do know what it is yeah I, all right I, I, um i own the movie i know audience members will probably know exactly what's going on in that shot um but since connor has not seen it i am not going to say it uh so connor go check the fucking movie out it is um it is a lot of fun and has a really like bone chilling I don't know. It depends on what scares you, but like to me, it still creeps up on me and scares me those final moments of the movie, which is from that shot. Uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers has been, there's like, I feel like there's like a few different versions of it. Um, there's the one from the 1950s, uh, which is basically a commentary on communism. Uh, there's this one in the 1970s and um, there's one from the 1990s too. Uh, that is a little that takes place on a military base and oddly enough body snatchers yeah body snatchers made by um abel ferrera and uh i love that one dude that one that bathtub scene where like the where this fucking body snatcher gets her man that shit's wild yeah takes place on a military base which is like the same year that don't ask don't tell came out so i was wondering what like kind of social undertones were going on there then there's that one with, uh, I think, like, Daniel Craig and Nicole Kidman just called Invasion or something. Yeah. I heard it wasn't that good. I've never seen it. Um, but the Body Snatchers kind of genre is like, there's other films that you could be like, oh, this is kind of like a take on Invasion of the Body Snatchers. But the one people always kind of go back to is the 1978 version with uh, Donald Sutherland's the lead. Uh, this also has a young Jeff Goldblum in it. Goldblum, I can never say his name um leonard nimoy is in there as well and it takes place in san francisco and it's very much like um you know super you know super sophisticated like liberal california kind of vibe and it, it just it's just a very tense makes me uncomfortable creepy sophisticated horror film about you know, people basically being taken over by clones of themselves. And I, I, you could, there's always like things that happen. I mean, look, I live in Florida, you know, there's a lot of things that go on around me outside my home that to be honest, like just don't match my ideology of the world. So I always feel like I'm in invasion of the body snatchers. Like there's just people who have like a belief system near me that, just kind of creep me out. So I'm always, I don't know. I always kind of feel like Donald Sutherland for most of that movie. Uh, like I, I picked it at 10 PM. Cause I think, yeah, like at this time of the night, you want something entertaining, but something that like gets you thinking and also scares the shit out of you to kind of propel you forward into later in the night. And I think body snatchers does that. It is a well-paced, uh, film that turns into a cat and mouse game between as, the number of people who aren't, you know, being cloned by these alien pods uh, dwindle down to only a few in the city of San Francisco. Uh, it just, it gets really just tense and claustrophobic and at the same time, very, very entertaining. That's why I picked it. All right. Good choice. I'm going to I think it's on, uh, I think it's on Amazon prime right now if you got that or i think it's on a few streaming like major it's on shutter it is on shutter i think yeah. it's also on hbo max too i know that's kind of like a graveyard now but um yeah it's around it's streaming a lot you should definitely you should definitely check it out it's a it's a fun film from that era 
Uh, so let's jump ahead now. Now we're up, dude, we're already at midnight, man. We're moving along. Let's go, Connor. What's your midnight film? What's your midnight oh. movie? Well, my midnight movie is going to be one that's got to keep me up. It's going to keep me awake now. So I chose one that really like scarred me in third grade. And that is The Exorcist. Oh, what's the runtime on this? Is it going to be done by two in the morning? <laughs> it's, um, it's just under two hours, I think. Interesting. I thought it was like, I haven't seen it in a while, but yeah. All right, go for it. What, what's, what's, your, what's your love for it? Well, like, so I was like in, I was in third grade and my sister really wanted to watch it. And um, my dad was home. My mom was at work. She would have said no, but he was like, oh, you know, it's R, but that was R back then. And, you know, to an extent he's right. It, that was different. But like, there were some scenes that he forgot about and we'll get to that. But what happened was um, my sister's watching it. I'm thinking this is okay. Kind of was giving me vibes like Jaws. I was like, oh, this is kind of old, you know, um, and we're watching it. And, you know, it gets to the part when she's like stabbing herself and she's like, I just fuck you. Fuck you. Just, you know, let my and, uh, you know, I shit my pants and I wouldn't leave my room the rest of the day. And it was great. And my dad's like, you I forgot about that part. But still, like, I got older and I watched it fully and the biggest controversy with it is people say it's so goofy. Like those effects are, and yes, yeah, some of them are like when she's coming down the stairs. Yeah. It's a little weird, but it's like, that was creepy at the time. And I still think a lot of the practical things in it hold up and it's, it's still like a really good performance from Linda Blair. And it's, yeah, it's one that I never get sick of. And yeah, I so that one, yeah. What that you one scared me for the longest time. I could not watch it by myself um, for the longest time. I remember being uh, freaking 19 or 20, and I bought the DVD, and I put it on, and I watched the trailer first. And the trailer alone, I made my mom come into the room and watch it with me because I'm just like, <laughs> it's fucking scary. Um I think it's probably the best. It's I think it's my top horror movie of all time. Um, and as far as exorcism movies go, you're never going to get one as good as that one. Um, there's been so many exorcism movies through over the years, and just none of them compare to that one. I think uh, the exorcism of uh, Emily Rose kind of came close for me. A little bit. That was good. But, I like it. You know, you got movies like what was it, the the Devil Inside or or the Last Exorcism, and they just they suck. You know, they just because a lot of times we're doing you know CGI tricks and everything, and it's just not scary. You know, whereas back then it was all practical and every and the Dick Smith makeup was amazing, and um, it just stuck with me. And um, I was finally able to watch it by myself when when they re-released it in 2000 uh with the extended footage and they put it in the theaters nobody would go with me so i'm like fine fuck y'all i'm gonna go see it myself and luckily it was like three o'clock in the afternoon so i wasn't scared to drive home afterwards but after that it's like now i'll put it on for background noise while i fall asleep so 
<laughs> he puts it on to help him sleep at night. Hey, Jesus, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, lick me. Your mother sucks cocks in hell. Like, Do you know what she did? Your cunting daughter. And Dave's like, oh. Dude, man. he's and got I... it down, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. Dave, I know you're a Shutter subscriber, but Connor, do you have Shutter? I actually don't anymore. No. Oh. I gotta stop sounding condescending. I was like, oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sometimes I suck no. at response. No, I had to get, I had to get, I usually get, I would re download it around this time of year, though. Yeah, no. So there is a uh, documentary I recommend, and it is a, called um, Leap of Faith, uh, The Making of the Exorcism. And yes. it is, yeah, it's so good. It's literally just William Friedkin, the director of it, talking about it. He's talking about it for two hours. Like, it is a masterclass. Yeah, it's enthralling. Like, you and I put it on. Uh, I mean, w- William Friedkin is like an entertaining like character to begin with. He's he's kind of an asshole, but like I love it. Um, <laughs> he's he's your typical kind of like seventies like director, Hollywood director snob, and but he can back it up because he's made great films. And but he is just it's just literally him sitting in a chair one camera on him talking about how he made the exorcist and like talking about all like what he was thinking about his craft, what he wanted to do. And like, I learned so much more about that movie. Like there is, you know, the exorcist people like to say, you know, it's about a girl possessed by a, a, a devil or a demon, but it's also a movie about a man who's having a, a priest who's having a crisis of faith. Then the um, father, whatever his name is, the, uh, the, the main character there. Yeah, he's he's you know he's dealing with the death of his mother and he's having all these flashbacks or, or he's seeing her around and like you know having this guilt of I'm sorry if I'm getting like preachy on a soap, soapbox here but like I learned so much from that documentary like you know it, it's a movie about a guy who's losing his faith and he is a person of faith who works in the Catholic Church um, in terms of that being the scariest movie of all time I mean personally it doesn't necessarily scare me, but to extend an olive branch, like this is the movie came out, what, 1976, 1975, or I forget the year, but regardless, like people in theaters in that era, when like, it was like a height of like Catholicism in America must've been losing their fucking minds. Like, I just, I believe the stories of people walking out, fainting. I'm like, people must have been going apeshit crazy seeing little Linda Blair saying your mother sucks cocks in hell. (laughs) Oh, they were passing out in the theaters. Yeah. They actually, in that documentary, um, they show the behind the scenes footage of Linda Blair saying those lines. And it's her saying it because they haven't dubbed in the voice yet. (laughs) So it's really funny. Well, usually they make the kids say things like you have rubber ducks that don't tell, you know, but no, they- she, she literally like they ha- it's it's the outtakes of her just going like your mother sucks cocks in hell. <laughs> Do you know what she did? Your cunting daughter. Um, yeah, man, that that's fucking that that's cool that you picked that because that is obviously a big fan favorite. I'm happy you picked it. I'm happy somebody called the exorcist on this one. I almost put it on my list. I just, it was going to be my 
last entry. Now I got to change my entry. So. Oh shit! I have a backup and for my last entry in case someone picks it, but it is. I don't know, but um, yeah. Uh, Exorcist is fucking a dope movie. Uh, Dave, what's your midnight? All right, so uh, we've had the appetizer, we've had the salad. Now we move on to the uh, the soup and the and the rolls. Uh, so I'm going. Wait, so your two a.m. is like the on like the like the meal? Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, uh, so I'm going with a little bit lesser known movie. Okay. Um, I actually discovered this um, on Amazon, or I think I think you Johnny bought it, um, and we watched it one night. And I had I had kind of heard a little bit about it, um, but didn't know much about it. And then Johnny saw it, and I was just like, "Wow, this is fucking great!" And I ended up buying it myself. Um, the name of it is Haunt, and it's from the writers of A Quiet Place. Yes, I know. I've seen by it. Eli Roth, and um, it's just really cool. Um, it's really. <laughs> it's just really cool. <laughs> um, no, there's some actually. It's, there's some really neat death scenes. Um, you know, these kids they they uh go to this um uh haunted haunted uh amusement park sort of sort of like Hellfest, but not on uh, on a grand scale. And you know, for me, they're the only ones there and. For me thinking you know if, if i go to a, a haunt and there's only you know me and five other people there i'm thinking that the haunt's not gonna be very good and i probably wouldn't go in um but they do and um it kind of sucks for them um there's some really neat um scenes some really neat kill scenes um not to give anything away there's there's one part where um you know there's this wall and there's like three different holes and there's like stick your hand in here and feel the brains and stick your hand in here, feel the, the lungs and then stick your hand in here. And it's actually like some razors and the girl like gets her freaking hand sliced in half. Um, so it's just really kind of neat. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, um, it's not well as well known as the other movies on our list, but uh, I, I really dug it. I I've seen it once. It's, it was on shutter or it still is. I don't know. I don't think uh, it is. It was on there for a while, but yeah, I haven't seen it like in like their back catalog. So, uh, but that's where I saw it. And it, it I kind of put it on like initially for like background noise. Like I was like folding laundry. And then I remember like once it got to where it's going, like once the, like I was like, ooh, this is dude, fucking hell yeah. This is like some, uh, this is like some, uh, I, don't, I don't even know what to compare it to. What am I trying to do? But um, <laughs> fun kills, gets fucking dark. I don't know. Like the, yeah. that shit was dark. Yeah. There was, there was some, and then the there was sort of like some twists and turns uh, that you don't really see coming. Um, but overall, and it, I think it kind of set it up for a sequel too. But um, there hasn't been any word or anything. But um, I wouldn't mind seeing a sequel to that one. Yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. That's a, that's a solid. Uh, those are two solid midnight movies to kind of propel you into the late night hours. Uh, they're fun. They're kind of dark um cool it's midnight so you're getting into the you know dark this midnight um (laughs) all right so mine is dark but mine is actually a lot of fun uh so at this point dude it's midnight you know you just finished invasion of the body snatchers if you're doing my marathon 
you need to pick me up, but you still need to like have some cool scares. Uh, and like I said, I got two slasher franchises. Actually, I might have three. I forgot about my last one, but I might swap it out. I don't know. Um, but I got two slasher franchises, the major ones, the Titans. I had Halloween four at eight o'clock. My midnight screening is maybe my second favorite in the franchise. Dave, you're going to love this. I'm doing this one for you. Friday the 13th, part six, Jason lives. Oh, I think I just watched that the other day. This is, it's my second because like, you know, it's, doesn't need to be my first, but like. I was thinking about putting one of the Friday the 13th on my list, but um, I decided to go, you know, traditional Halloween themed. Uh, I respect that. Yeah. Um, but it's good because it gives us some variation, you know, so we're not all choosing the same movie because that would be kind of a boring show. Yeah, it would. Um, so uh, I picked Friday the 13th part six because like I said, right now you're going to need to pick me up maybe after invasion of the body snatchers or whatever the hell you may have watched beforehand. Um be and like part six is how you want a part six to be connor have you seen part six it's honestly it's been a while and honestly that's like the probably my second favorite jason yeah it's still not it's still not kane hotter jason i I don't know the actor um off the top of my head um but dave i feel like you know do you (laughs) I want. I want to say that was C.J. Graham, but I'm not sure. I think you might. It was be right. Yeah. It was. Um. Yeah. So part six is like so. You have the first four films, and you cap things off. Well, technically, part five. You still have Tommy Jarvis in it, but you know, part five is part five. I like part five. Uh, part six just goes in a completely different direction than I feel the first five films. It is by this point, we're in the mid eighties. Everybody's on cocaine. Um, and we need some like rock music in this movie. So they get fucking Alice Cooper to do the soundtrack. Uh, that was like the big thing in the eighties was to get like all these rock stars to do the, the soundtrack. Yeah. They had uh dock in for nightmare on Elm street part three. Yeah. Al- and, like Alice Cooper. Al- yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry, no, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. You did, don't worry, man. It's fine. Okay. I can just cut that part out. It's just audio. <laughs> um, part six is doesn't take itself too seriously, and that's why I love it. It's part six. Um, Pace so well, like it. Slashers need to be ninety minutes or less. I get pissed off even if they're ninety-one minutes. Uh, the perfect three-act structure films. Um, and this movie just like the movie's opening prologue is one of the best in the franchise with how Jason gets revived, uh, with a fucking rod goes in his chest and then lightning hits it and fucking, uh, what's his name from welcome back. Cotter gets like fucking killed. Um, I forget the actor's name. I'm looking up the cast list right now. Ron, Ron Patillo. Patillo, something like that. Sure, I believe you. (laughs) Uh, This is also directed by, uh, what's his name there? Fucking uh, Tom McLaughlin, who I think was like a real, I've listened to him talk about this movie, the making of it, and he sounded like, 
he sounded like just kind of like how I'm describing it. Like, he's just like, yeah, I'm making part six. I'm having fun. The opening credits look like a James Bond film. And like, you know, Jason just walks out in like this circular thing and slashes it. And then Jason lives comes across the screen. It's, it fucking, it, it's a lot of fun. Like my favorite one in the franchise is part two. I think that is the best, most well-made movie in the franchise. I know maybe you guys will disagree with me. I don't know. Um, what is your guys' favorite in the franchise? Oh, no, 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 please, Dave. What? I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm, 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 there's, oh, man. Um, I think part three is my favorite. Ooh, that's, oh, my God. Okay. You don't like it? I, that's, that is just at the bottom of my list. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I have a fondness for it. I think it is the, the introduction of it. It's the introduction to the hockey mask. I feel you. Yeah, but it's also it's the one that I remember most from my youth, um, and I remember that you know it was in 3D, but I remember seeing it like on HBO or something, not in 3D, and the part where he's squeezing the guy's head and the <laughs> eyeball just pops out, and you can like see the little spring and everything. That yeah, that's just like you know that's what I remember most. So I I think Friday the Thirteenth. I think I saw that one before I saw any of the other Friday the 13th. So um, I think that's why I got to go with that one as my favorite. That one or uh, Jason X. Connor, what's your favorite? I'm kidding. I'm Jason X. I have a very unpopular opinion. He's going to go with the Michael Bay one. <laughs> I was going to go, well, which, which one came out? I, well, you know what, Dave? I know Dave joked earlier of, Oh, Connor's that generation, but no, there is some truth to that because like I, I am a bit younger, so I end up liking the ones that people don't like. But I was too young to not know it was garbage. I like the um Friday the Thirteenth, like it was two thousand nine remake. He yep. does like it. Yep, I knew that's it. Michael Bay. Yeah, he produced uh, it. He produced it. Yeah, but uh, I okay, like well, it. No, dude, I'm with you. I like I like the remake. I mean, it's better than the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, so. You do, that is about. It's watchable, you know, it's watchable. I just, I have my issues with it, but it's, it's not horrible. Yeah. So that opening scene, I mean, is pretty killer. Classic. Uh, Classic. Um, I just watched, didn't you just watch the original Friday the 13th the other day? I I started it. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. You do? I don't like the first one. I like it's crazy how this turned into such a massive franchise. Like, like I know. Like, <laughs> think of like, all right. So you've watched the first one. The first one is a who done it about a killer at a camp who ends up being actually should I give it away? I don't know if you know. <laughs> do you know who the killer I'll is? Go for it. I'm not gonna say anyway. I'm not gonna say who it is. Um, but like the fact that it spawned from what that movie was to part six, Jason lives where the kills are so fucking crazy. And Jason literally takes a girl's head and throws it into like the wall in a Winnebago or something. And then they cut to like a shot from the other side of the wall and her face is like imprinted. I thought that was so cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just think to wrap things up here, Jason lives is a fun midnight film because it, Feel, I feel like it's just going to have a lot of audience interaction, you know, people yelling at the screen, laughing, going, oh, man, when someone gets the fucking machete or something. I mean, the sheriff gets like it bent backwards 
or something and that was kind of cool like there's just some cool deaths in the movie um it's perfect for that time window uh yeah so that's where i'm going now it's time for the overnight hours now this is where shit i think it's serious now uh 2 a.m to 4 a.m this is where i don't know like i feel like we're struggling to stay awake if we're you know if we can but what connor is your 2 a.m pick well, this is actually a great segue because as we were talking about Jason's, I will tell you, and again, this also falls into the category of Connor watching movies that is his, like, you know, not knowing these movies are bad. So I'm going to talk about Freddy versus Jason. Ooh. Yeah. Good so fucking I, pick. Yeah, I just feel like, like you said, right now at this point, I'm struggling to be awake a little bit. I need some fun popcorn action. Um, it's not that I think the movie is bad. I, I, I think, um, you know, I, I, yes, that's, I, I'm interested to hear what Dave's point of view of this is because I know this. That's like, you know, that's one of his favorites, and it's like for me that my introduction was something that I feel like a lot of people were looking forward to and when it came out it wasn't what they wanted and but for me it was like it was the first one i saw but um i I don't know i I just think even though it's corny but i I like it dave i think he wants you to chime in uh yeah it is corny but i enjoyed it um you know it's it's not horrible for a jason versus freddie i think it's really the for jason versus freddie i think it actually has a decent story of how they came together you know it's not just like godzilla and king kong just meeting up and and going at it It, there's actually a kind of a plot behind it as thin as it is um i love the scene um when they the dudes in the cornfield throw beer on jason and set him on fire and then he's just like walking through the cornfield yeah. setting the whole thing on fire and his machete's on fire and it's, it's just such a badass scene um so you know for what it is it's pretty fun um I, I i did like it so i uh i i like it but like it is kind of clunky you know what i mean no um it's i don't know like it's just uh it's like in in theory i think it's a good plot like i i it is it's a good it's a good midnight or 2 a.m like that that's a good pick for kind of when you're starting to get into the late hours because you know if you're still awake and you're like drinking beer i feel like freddie versus jason is going to be a fun time you know yeah you don't you don't want anything you want to give too much thought to uh but like in theory like i just I feel like they, I know I just, I'm going back on what I just said, like slasher films need to be 90 minutes or less, but like Freddy versus Jason uh, is more than just a slasher film. Like it was an event movie. And I still think like this should have been like a two and a half hour film. (laughs) I I feel like they crammed, there's too many characters in this movie. And I feel like they crammed a lot into that. I don't know. Like I, 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 I don't know. I haven't, I haven't watched it in maybe five years. And I, I definitely do like it. Um, I'd like to, I would almost be curious to see if like they did another take on this movie now and how a movie like that would come together. 
I mean, I know there was a lot of like behind the scenes stuff with getting this thing made. We getting the right director. Kane Hodder didn't want to come back as Jason, and that no, kind of he pissed did. Off. He got he got uh. You're right. Out. No, you're right. You're right. He he did come back, but then like they they scrapped the thing or something. Um. So I just watched like the Kane Hodder interview, and um, they said um. Uh, I think they didn't even ask him. They they the producers or whatever said that they were getting um the guy that played jason and it was you know the guy that played him in like a commercial or a cameo or something yeah like yeah you're right you're so right. um yeah kane didn't even he wanted to be in it but he didn't he didn't even get to be it yeah um i mean i don't know i also think that like it's it was if they if they capitalized and this is nobody's fault but like studios and producers like if they if they because you know everybody or at least hopefully i don't know if everybody does but um the way jason goes to hell ends with that tease of freddy krueger um if they like in two years after jason goes to hell did this movie like that would have been sick and that would have been a lot more fun i feel like because they waited there's like a 10-year window between those two movies i don't know like I don't want like I know I'm bantering right now and like I sound like I'm down, but like I I in theory do love the movie. It's a fun popcorn flick. Um, it's really random that Kelly Rowland from Destiny's Child is in it. Like <laughs> it's one uh, of the worst things about the movie, but yeah. You don't like I, <laughs> I don't like not like her in it, but like I I don't think I like really watched a lot of the trailers before I saw it. And then when I finally sat down, I'm like, Oh my God, she's that chick. She's Beyonce's friend. Like, <laughs> she's in Freddy versus Jason. And she's like, she's like 28 and she's playing like an 18 year old. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that was not really believable to me, but I mean, I guess it's, it's cool. Like, I don't know. I, I'm beating around the bush here. I like the movie. But there are elements that just, I don't know, it wasn't an era of slashers either when it came out. Um, but I think it was good for the genre. But I don't really know where I'm trying to land here. This is your movie, movie, Connor. Like, if you have anything more you want to say about it, go ahead. Yeah, I, I, that's why I picked it. Um, uh, knowing that it's like, yeah, people have uh, we, weird opinions about it. But um, it, I think it just, as far as just seeing them come together and fight, it's just yeah. that, cool. The gore and it's really cool though it's fun you're two a here it is dude here's the fucking here's the here's the dish the main all dish. right yeah here's the here's the uh the, the sizzle the steak um so you know you've kind of had your you know your fun with tr- trick-or-treat and hellfest and you know you're starting to get into a little bit more uh seriousness and blood with uh haunt so you want to keep it going um so my what what time are we at 2 a.m yeah 2 a.m. My 2 a.m. pick is Terrifier. Uh-huh. Nice. All right. Very timely with the sequel being out. Yeah. Which Connor uh or Tyler is, you know, almost two and a half hours. So it would not fit in your 90-minute slasher. True, true. Yeah. So, so. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, it's uh You're gonna be a dick about it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't thinking about that at the time. All right. I'm still going to check it out. But I haven't been able to see it yet. Um, it's not bad. The, the sequel isn't bad. It's, it's a little bit long, but um, it definitely, I think, 
tops the original as far as gore. Um, I the 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 original is you know it's pretty simple and you know a lot of people hate it a lot of people love it um i i'm in the you know the i i really like it um it, it's a simple ass story you know it's just a clown going around killing people um but i think david howard thornton really you know brings something to the character that wasn't um really there in um all Hallows Eve, where the the Art the Clown was introduced, um, and the 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 scene, the infamous uh, saw and half scene is uh, hard to top, but I think they they did it in the sequel. So, it's a fun slasher. It's uh, it's brutal. It, it's a fucking it, it's a fucking brutal movie. Like, yeah. I, I was I knew there was gonna be gore going into it. Um, but I didn't like that. That sawing in half scene is I don't I think I saw that scene on somebody's Instagram page. Uh, it probably got banned by then or flagged uh, some like horror themed page. And that's how I discovered Art the Clown, that movie, uh, Hollow's Eve, All Hollow's Eve, uh, prior to the fact of just based off that one scene and thought, holy fuck, what is the rest of this movie like? And Art the Clown's definitely coming along as, pro- as I, I think he even has more of a cult following now as a horror villain. When you say, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, especially now, um, you know, I'm seeing more um, excitement for Terrifier Two than you know Halloween ends, um, and you know the fact that it's made two million dollars with no marketing. Um, yeah is pretty freaking phenomenal. And the fact that it's an unrated, uncut, you know, independent movie um, certainly gives me a lot of hope for you know, yeah. what we're trying to do. So yeah. I mean, we're, we're nowhere near, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to, we're nowhere near the level of Terrifier yet. I mean, they had a bigger budget, obviously. So, but uh, you know, that's something to, something to strive for. There's Dave's so, plug of horny teenagers must die butt plug (laughs) (laughs) all right um well no it's cool like does anybody else have anything they want to say about terrifier yes no i I think i think it's crazy that um it's such a the design of the uh, just looking at the trailer for the second one such like a simple design of a clown but like so effective the way that it looks it's just like like growling and oof well you know it's it's like the more simple the the mask or the costume it's like the more effective it is i mean look at michael myers it was a william shatner mask and it's endured for 40 (laughs) years you know jason Uh, hockey mask you know it's like I, I really, and not just because the promotional uh, uh, trailer said this, um, they said that it makes Pennywise look like crusty, but like, no, really? Like, the, and the new Pennywise is okay, but like, where that, th- this one, I think, kind of is its own its own thing. It really, really, really different. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, Pennywise and Krusty the Clown, uh, this week's Simpsons is, uh, is a cross <laughs> of, uh, it and uh crusty oh nice yeah 
thought I'd mention that. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> Are you sure a Simpsons fan? I think this is airing the day after that airs. So anyway. Uh. Oh, all right, then. <laughs> we don't edit that out. Okay. So my 2 a.m. pick. Uh, I I needed to maybe look. I'm a little older now. I, I don't, I, I can't do 2 a.m. So, but if I could, I would be going, I would be in a sort of vibe where like I fall asleep, I'm awake. I don't know if I'm dreaming or not. I'm kind of like having like fever dream moments of seeing what's on the screen. So my 2 a.m. film is going to have to be kind of trippy. And this is going to be either a tough one for me to explain where I'm blabbering on about stuff I don't even really know about. Or it's just come to make this like a quick 30 second thing. Um, my, just because of the way this movie is, I, I still don't really know the, a lot of what's going on in this film. Uh, this is uh, 1980s coming off the heels of his hit zombie film. Lucio Fulci directed City of the Living Dead. Oh. Uh, so, Lucio Fulci, a great Italian filmmaker, has an aesthetic that confuses the hell out of me, but I love it. Uh, City of the Living Dead. Here's the Google plot synopsis. Just reading off Google. A newsman and a prematurely buried woman confront the living dead in Massachusetts. I feel like there's just more going on in this movie than just that. Uh, Yeah, there is a woman who is like pronounced dead and there is a scene in a cemetery like it's like right after the funeral and like they haven't put the dirt on the, the casket yet. And the woman wakes up in the casket, like the camera is on her and they show her waking up and it being buried alive is like the most unsettling thing to me ever. Like I have you experienced it before? No, I've never experienced it. And I hope I go the rest. That's dude. That's why I'm getting cremated. I, I, I got to set that shit up for a will, even though I'm in my thirties, but you never know. Hopefully you're not cremated alive. Yeah, that would suck too, but like that might be quicker though, still like being fried and I'm and I live through it. Like, yeah, that's gonna suck, but I'll probably still die quicker than no oxygen to my brain. I don't know. Like, I don't want to see again. Like, that's just fucking me up, man. Um, but yeah, there's a, she wakes up in the casket and like someone has has to be walking by that that reporter character. And like, here's her crying, like, help me from like the casket and gets her out of there. And it's just such a wild scene to me for some reason. And outside of that, I don't really know what this movie's about. <laughs> um, there is just some crazy zombie deaths that show up for some reason. Uh, at the end of the movie, they're underground, like, you know, being chased by these demonic zombies and um, they're like supposedly near hell. Like this is as some listeners maybe know um, the beginning of Fulci's gates of hell trilogy. Um, The films that came after it were um, uh, the beyond and uh, house by the cemetery. Uh, That's kind of Fulci's gates of hell trilogy because it's all about like, you know, fucking people coming up from being buried underground and shit and a lot more other crazy shit like that. Um, House of the Cemetery has a very annoying little boy in it named Bob. Yeah, I just watched that the other this, uh, this past weekend, I think, actually, yeah. And he's he's dubbed by like a 40-year-old guy. Like, yeah. 
the ending uh, kind of lost me a little bit, but because yeah. you know this guy's like attacking them in the basement and they're just kind of standing there and they're like, okay. But there, there's That's just well. there's things there's things in City of the Living Dead that I just by the third act of this movie, so it's around, so that would be around three in the morning while I'm watching it. I just I don't know what's real and what's not. It just feels like such a fever dream to me that you know once this movie ends, I'm gonna need to go get a fucking um, coffee to make it through our final films. Uh, yeah, perfect film for late at night. Uh, perfect film to maybe do some drugs to. Uh, I don't know. That's a good. That's my two a.m. What? That scene in the car where the girl starts, you know, spewing. Yeah. Her intestines or whatever. Yeah. I think she you know, she's spewing so much. It's like her intestines and then the guy's intestines because there's just so much. There's no way that there's that much in the human body. But, the, yeah. the the there's a zombie that like puts a guy down on a um. And like drills, like grabs a drill or something and drills his hole, like a hole in his head. head. Yeah. You're and you're there for it. That's the thing with Fulci films, man. Like he he likes to give you like a really uncomfortable looming death for a character, like in zombie with the fucking like piece of sharp pointy wood and it goes in the lady's eye. Yeah, yeah. Um, like yeah, he, he likes to do that, like just gives you like a long shot of someone about to die. Uh trippy as fuck, good for late at night. City of the Living Dead is my 2 a.m. pick. And so now, gentlemen, we've reached the climax of the show. What are our 4 a.m. picks? Connor, you're up. All righty. 4 a.m. I'm watching It. The new It. <laughs> part one or part two? Part, part one. Four. All right, dope. Okay. Well, I, I'm going to, I would try to push through both. Um, both both might bring me into the morning, but like I think the first, I like the second one a lot. But the first one, the kids were just so likable, and I thought I I really love the whole. Uh, people get upset about like oh cl- clowns aren't that scary and everything, but it's like you know it's not really supposed to be. He's supposed to be kind of over the top, and um, whether you like Tim Tim Curry is obviously better, but just th- that mini series just a little too long for me. So I like. I like the movie and I, I really liked that first one. And I think all, all the sequences in it are like all jump scares are like, keep me awake and everything. And I, I really enjoyed it. Um, did you like the new it's Dave? I did actually. The, the first one is, is obviously better than the second one. Um, the way I've kind of likened it is, you know, if Tim Curry's it is uh, Jack Nicholson's Joker then Bill Skarsgård is Heath Ledger. Wow, that yeah, I dig that. Yeah, you know, so um, it's like not neither one is really you know they they both have their their pluses and minuses, you know, and and they're both iconic, I think. So, um, but yeah, I I enjoyed the first one. Um, the uh, I remember watching the, the trailer and the part where you know Georgie he's running through the, the rain and he smacks his head on the, the wooden horse there. Um, I cracked up laughing and I like posted about that. Everyone's like, You're an asshole, that wasn't funny. And it's like, dude, <laughs> smacked his head. What's not funny about that? Um, so I don't know. I but that was my my take on it. So, 
like everybody likes part one because it's got the kids and part two kind of does get a little I, I think the only thing i liked about part two was bill Hader. he was perfectly cast yeah it, yeah. He, it was it was pretty genius having him in that film uh, but most people like who talk about it like even in the old 1990 made for tv version like people like the side of it with the kids more than the adults for some reason I think there's I think an because it's a better story. Yeah, and there's like a nostalgia factor to it also. Like those kids seemed like everybody kind of had like a gang, at least they ran with for a while at some point in their childhood. And you know, there was just something relatable about those kids. Like, I don't know. Have you guys read the book at all? I started to and I didn't get very far. It's kind of long well, and no I pictures, see. so yeah, I started to, and I got like one page farther than Dave, but I still didn't get through the whole thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it, <laughs> it's eleven. I read it, and it took me like an entire summer. I stopped. Like I, I really fucking went in on it, and um, just I, that that movie is. Uh, first of all, I think Stephen King was definitely out of his mind at some parts of writing that. We're gonna be there's, here. There's no way to really do the ending. Um, you know, because the the book, the ending is so out there. Um, yeah, it just wouldn't translate very well yeah. theatrically. Um, so I mean, you know, you've got the original it where it's a it's a spider that they you know beat the crap out of, and then this one, the new one, they basically bully him to death. Yeah, uh, which is sort of like not the point because they were all bullied themselves and then they become bullies to Pennywise. So, but um, there, there's really no real way of, of doing the ending. You know, it, it's in plus there's like so much more scarier things in that book to me personally than Pennywise, the clown. Yeah. There's so much like the, the character in the first one, the, the bully who bullies them. Um, who comes from like a broken home and shit and there's like a few chapters dedicated to that character and he is just an awful kid like i think they i think he kills a dog um and then like you know there's also and they they showed in the opening scene of the part two like there's a lot of homophobia in it as well um yeah there's like scarier things in that book to me than just a, a clown. But I mean, obviously for marketing purposes, Pennywise, the clown has to be, you know, right. at the forefront of films like that. Did you um, know that uh, the, the kid that played Ben had a cameo in the new it? No, but I know Stephen King did. All right. Um, good pick for 4am. And yeah, no, that, no, that's a fucking hell of a way to cap off a marathon right there. It's a long one, but still I respect it. Um, hopefully you have like an ice latte or something before. Oh yeah. Um, Dave, what is the dessert? All right. So, um, you know, I was toying with where to really put this one on my list, whether it be the first one or the midnight one. Um, I ended up going with showing it last as the dessert. Um, it's been a long night. You're getting a little bit tired. You know, you, you may be looking for something to kind of fall asleep too. Um, not that, you know, it's, it's boring, but um, I'm going to go with the, uh, the original Halloween. Okay. Interesting. You can't have Halloween without watching Halloween. 
All right. I, I mean, look, right. hey, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a champion of it, but like at 4 a.m., I've never watched that shit at 4 a.m. Well, again, you know, I wasn't sure where to place it on my list. You know, whether it be first or midnight, it, it'd be one of those three times: first, last, or at midnight. So, you know, I'm going with it at 4 a.m. because basically because I've seen it so many times that I basically can fall asleep to it and remember you know I remember the whole movie so I know the whole movie by heart so but it's just you can't have Halloween without watching Halloween okay I dig it I feel like we have nothing to say about Halloween <laughs> <laughs> all right should I change my should I change it then no it's just like you know no no it's just like it's so right, talked about on, like no, I'll, I'll... No, what? don't change it, Dave. Oh, okay. No, it's just like, you know, it, it, I've just, I've never, all I really wanted to know is why you'd put it at 4 a.m. And that's a valid point. Like, you know what you're getting. You've seen it a hundred times. Uh, why the hell? Like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll go to it, sleep to this. It's because, you know, at this point, you, you've got the dessert, you're drinking your coffee, you're relaxing, it's getting to the end of the of the meal. So you're going with the, the comfort, you know, True. the comfort movie, you know. The one that sort of it's like your reward for making it right. through everything else exactly i got you i got you dude. i got you okay. all right um well let me hit my 4 a.m right here and i switched it up mid-show i'm not gonna lie for a while it was gonna be oddly enough just before dawn i don't think i know that one all right, I was going to go with Just Before Dawn at first. It's a 1981 release. Uh, it might still be on Shutter. I don't know. I was on there for a while. It's got George Kennedy in it. Uh, that's really the only name that I think uh, stands out. Um, it's pretty much the, the plot of it is um, George Kennedy's like this forest ranger. And typical, like all these hikers, like, you know, are like going to go camping and hiking and fornicating and shit. This isn't even my movie. I don't know why I'm talking about it, but since Dave hasn't heard of it um, and you know, that they go, you know, against a forest ranger's wills, they go out hiking in the woods where there's like these two backass hillbilly serial killers, like roaming around. I think it's, yeah, it's inbred twins. Um, and there's a cool death scene at the end, how one of the twins dies and it all, happens in one night i think and anyway check it out it's not my movie though just before dawn it has a cool really spooky theme though with like a whistle in it my actual 4 a.m is i lied i have three sequels from a franchise in this countdown and i'm gonna go with some millennial torture porn for my 4 a.m i'm going with darren lynn bowsman's saw 2 Ooh. Ooh. I think that's probably the best one besides the original. Uh, I'm going to have to agree with you because I would say I really didn't care for three, even though it's the same director. Uh, four was actually shockingly a lot of fun, I thought. Yeah. Uh, five. Going downhill. Yeah. Once you hit five, it's just, it's just that it's you just, I remember like by the time I still haven't seen the Chris rock one. But, um, it's, it's all right. I heard it was all right. I also heard it was really bad. I think but. he's miscast. Um, but <laughs> the movie itself was, was good. Him and Samuel L. Jackson just don't need to be in this. <laughs> no, you know, it's just, I, I just couldn't, I just couldn't, 
picture him as anything other than Chris Rock in a Saw movie. True, true. You I know? see what you're saying. Uh, he just doesn't do, I don't know. He just didn't do it for me in that movie. But the movie itself was all right. So, um, Saw 2, I saw before the first one in theaters. And I was like, I didn't want to see it. Like, I actually, like, it creeped me out. Like, the, the, the vibe of this movie, I was like, nope. No, sir. I wasn't like that big of a horror fan at the time, really. Or like I, I was into horror, but like this idea of cutting off body parts, like just the way it was promoted and marketing saw just, I was just like, nah, I'm staying away from that one. No, thank you. And um, I was like, I think it was like a uh, half day at school and I was a senior in high school. And like a few of my friends were like, yo, we're going to see Saw 2. And I was like, fuck, I'm stuck in this car. So I guess I'm going to see Saw 2 as well. And um, I'm thinking if you play this at 4 a.m. when you're piss poor tired, that opening kill is going to get your blood going again. Uh, with the guy who just wakes up in a chair and he's got the fucking the, the, the mask that's going to close and there's spikes in it and it's going to stab him and like... That was my introduction to the Saw franchise and it absolutely made my blood boil and my nerves were through the roof and I was off to the races. I couldn't believe the fuck I was watching. And oddly enough, when I saw the first one, the overall tone kind of creeped me out, but it's not as bloody or gory as the sequels. There's, there's just kind of this looming dread of having to cut your body parts off and shit in that movie until the climax but two delivers on kills i think two is some of the best kills that don't go too over the top and just really kind of make you feel awful for the people that are having it done to them that's one thing that i have to commend saw throughout the entire franchise like all these people that are like wake up and they're in jigsaw's game like i feel awful for them (laughs) like I don't feel off. Like I know they're like there because they've done bad things, but like for me, I'm just kind of like, I I just feel terrible. I feel so much like empathy that they're going to die and there's nothing that they can do about it. I mean, there is, but they really have to fucking think about it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Make a good point with that. Um, um, With horror movies, how like a lot of times you feel like in a slasher movie, like they're written as bad people, which, you know, David just done with his newest project. You know, they're bad people that you want to see die. But with Saw, when it opened up, yeah, there's a sense of like, no, yeah, you just feel genuinely bad. And you're kind of trapped in there with them. You're just confused, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, just a, like, like I said, that opening scene where this guy wakes up and he has two minutes or else this thing's going to close and he's going to die. Um, my heart was fucking racing. My palms are sweaty. Knees weak. Arms are heavy. Um, little Eminem line there. If anybody got that? Spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not that young. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, and then he just has this moment of where he breaks down, and he knows this is it for him. And I just remember being in that theater, going like, "Oh my! Like, oh my god! Like, I literally thought I was actually watching a guy die on the screen." And it, yeah, it felt like snuff film esque. And then Donnie Wahlberg shows up. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> then Marky Mark's brother shows up. I think that's how they pitched it. And then Donnie Wahlberg shows up. <laughs> and by the way, Donnie Wahlberg's interested, so he wants to be in it. And like, he's a fucking, he's a shitbag father. 
in this movie, but like, you know, like kind of once things start to go South, like you just kind of feel this, at least I did. I started really feeling sympathy for him that he knows he needs to right a wrong. And I also thought Dave, like you said, this was probably the best of the sequels. This, I think what helps that case is this has also one of the best twists at the end when you learn that all this that they were watching through like monitors and whatnot wasn't even live. It wasn't live. Right? Yeah, it was this pre-taped thing. Um, so you're technically seeing the whole movie for the most part through flashbacks. And that I thought was a cool twist. And like, I think Darren Lynn Bowsman's a great filmmaker that I'm just like not hearing a lot about these yeah. days anymore. He's done a lot of good stuff. Yeah, but, he's yeah. he 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 was a real good kind of carrier of the torch from James Wan after the first one, and you know he went on to do the next three. And a lot of people, like we just said, like after he kind of stopped directing them, the franchise kind of just starts to go south. Uh, but well, I mean, there was only so far they could take it. I mean, I think they killed off Jigsaw a little bit too early. I mean, what did they do? Kill him off in three? So no, they killed like, him. He's he's dead in two. Is he dead in? No, 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 he's dead in three. He's dead in three because, because Shawnee Smith, Amanda is a, is, you think she's the victim in this one. She goes through the house. And I think it's only at the end of this one that we, that it's revealed that she's part of it. And then in the third one, in the third one, they kidnap the doctor and the whole, that whole movie is her trying to, uh, take out the the brain tumor in, in jigsaw, and the guy and the guy's going through the the house looking for his son or whatever. But th- the third one is is when they reveal Amanda is or is with jigsaw. No. Yes, Tyler. The second one is where she reveals she's with jigsaw, dude. They might reveal it. Did they reveal it in two? Yes, they, they reveal it in two. That she's with Jigsaw. Yes. They reveal in two, but he's still in two. There you go. Yeah, we're talking about when he dies. He dies in three, but her reveal is in two. That's the that's the twist at the end of two. Is Fine. So Dave has help because Johnny Donaldson is right off camera right now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fine. I believe you. All right, you're right. I, I feel like you're right because I know he's in three, but I thought it was just through flashbacks. I didn't care for three, so yeah, three three was 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 all right for what it was, and then it went downhill. But let let me say about two. Um, it is probably um, for more or less. I think it's a perfect sequel. Yeah, because it does exactly what Randy and Scream says a sequel should do. It raises the stakes. It has more kills. Um, you're not dealing with the origin anymore. You already know the deal. You, you know what we're getting. Um, and it, it um, it's just a bit, yeah, it's a good sequel. As far as sequels go, it's probably one of the better part twos in a franchise. Yeah. It's um, another one that messed with me is the girl who has to stick her hands up into the box and yes. the, the glass shards start cutting her and she can't pull her hands back out. So she basically just lays, stands up with slit wrists and dies. Yeah. There's just so many, even like the girl who falls in the pit with the syringes. Well, that was Amanda. Yeah. You're right. Because she was a drug addict. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the thing about the Saw movies, you know, like after two, 
um, it's very much like Final Destination. You know, you're not going to see it for the story. You're going to see it yeah. for the kills. Yeah, no, that that's a valid point. Um, yeah, 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 no, it's good. Um, well, cool. They are supposed to be coming out with Saw 10, Saw X sometime, I think next year, maybe. They should come out with Scene. What? They should come out with one called Scene, like we've seen them all now, you know? <laughs> so... I saw Connor smoking a bowl at the top of this show, and I feel like it is really set in at this point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, want, so Tyler, Johnny just wanted me to mention his uh, lineups because um, he he wasn't able to come to the show. But he, well, I didn't even like. I totally forgot you guys lived together. I forget that every time I would have invited Johnny. Dude, I wish I, I feel like he would have been that. a solid contribution. I, I wish I could forget that. Um, <laughs> But his his uh, lineup is Pumpkinhead, Event Horizon, Hell House LLC, The Autopsy of Jane Doe, and Messiah of Evil. Ooh, I fucking dig it. All right, so we will do this next Halloween, and it'll be the four of us. All right. All right. <laughs> All right, uh, gentlemen. My camera's still not working because you don't want to see what I'm looking at right now. So, giant pajamas i'm trying to close out the show um okay. <laughs> all right uh gentlemen this was a lot of fun as always uh, absolutely are you we uh we talked a lot of cool horror movies tonight um as for you guys at home if you guys are doing like a horror all-nighter i don't know tweet me leave a, leave me a comment on in the instagrams when this episode drops uh yeah let me know what movies you guys are watching uh yeah we will see you all next week on the bait. Wait, fuck, Dave, Connor. What? What Hi. movie should um, you guys go see in 2023 that could be playing horror festivals? Horny teenagers must die. Dave said that so passionately. <laughs> um, yes, uh, I forgot to mention this. The three of us here, and even Johnny, who's off camera somewhere, um, we're all involved in making a little fun little horror film called horny teenagers must die that is that might be popping up somewhere in some places in the new year so uh, be sure to check that out my outro is completely screwed up right now i'm gonna have to find a way to edit this and um see you next week on the basement